everyone. It's good to be back with you again this week on The Courageous Mama. Do you have relatives that you like to keep at arm's length? How do you do that in a healthy way? In the last week, a few people have asked me, what are our plans for Christmas? Have you found people asking you that? I guess it's about that time of year where we start thinking ahead. And I know the term has barely got started, but it's probably a good time to be thinking about some of the strategic stuff so you don't get put on the spot when the subject comes up that includes people that you don't find quite so easy. So today's podcast is, you could say, just a little thought for the day about Christmas ahead. I love Stephen Covey's work. You probably already know that. And one of his seven habits is start with the end in mind. And this is relevant for our thinking today. Let me interject a little story. Someone came to me just a while ago with a conundrum. They have a family member who is not very straightforward. They've been hurt by this family member and actually life would be easier if they just weren't, well, part of the family. So when family occasions come up, they need to work out whether they can exclude them and feel okay about that, or whether that causes too much backlash and it's better to include them. A difficult position to be in, but I bet there are some people out there who can relate to that. So as with all conversations like this, I don't think it's for me to say or be directional, but being a little bit further along the parenting line, I've seen some ramifications of these decisions And sometimes it's helpful just to take a broader view so that you don't get so stuck in the moment you might do something that you regret. So I shared with her about another friend of mine who had been very hurt by a family member and they did decide to cut them out of their lives for their sake and for the sake of their children. And over time, this friend of mine's children grew up and there was a period of time when one of their children were clashing with them and they cut my friend off completely. Her own child copied the behaviour that she'd seen modelled years before. And I guess the point I'm making is that you're not just making decisions today, you're modelling behaviour. You're silently saying, but really clearly, what's okay, what's not okay. And your children are learning, we can avoid difficult people. But one day, If they deem you to be difficult, that might be the model that they use. Interestingly, that friend of mine, the first one who came and asked the question, found that really impactful and found a way to include this family member. Now, I'm not saying include everyone regardless. I don't know your situations and your scenario, and there may be some people that are abusive or toxic. So don't hear this as a flat, you got to have them. But what I am saying is think ahead about what you're modelling and about the cost of excluding people and whether in fact there are some ways to include that difficult or awkward person so that you can manage that balance. And I'm stressing this because I've noticed the culture shift over the last 10 years. There seems to be an increasing lean towards cancelling people. It may not be that you're going to go that far, but it is out there as prevalent behaviour. You know, we see it with celebrities, we see it with our kids, dropping people, defriending people, avoiding people. It is generally accepted behaviour. And is some of that behaviour, or some that we're tempted to behave in, the thin end of the wedge? 
and what's it modelling to our kids? So a good way forward is to work out what to do about that family member that you're on the fence about. Perhaps it's an in-law, maybe it's a step-parent or a sibling or a step-sibling or a cousin. Someone that you could leave out but you're not quite sure how it's going to pan out and what the backlash might be. So let's look at some empowered ways that you can model something differently to your kids. In the end, good behaviour is often counterintuitive. So let's look at inclusion with boundaries. So I'm assuming at this point that there might be someone or some people that you'd like to consider including, even though you'd rather not. Let's look at what that could look like. Remember that adage I often use, I manage me, you manage you. The people who often frustrate us are the ones who overstep the boundaries. It makes us feel managed, whether that's aggressively or actually cleverly and passively. They ride over our values. They make us angry. I don't mean you start getting aggressive. Maybe you don't relate to the word anger. Anger can be subtle. It can be loud. But it's that displacing feeling inside of us. And there are three primary causes for it. Number one, our needs are not being met. Or that might be secondary. We might perceive that our children's needs are not being met. Number two, Our worth is being questioned and ditto whether that's secondary for your children. And number three, our basic convictions are being crossed. So let's start with what does that person do to you? Do they ignore your needs in favour of their own? Do they undermine you or your kids? Do they ride roughshod over the things that you value? Could it be that the presents that they do or don't buy irritate you or frustrate you? Could it be the way they keep time or don't keep time? Maybe it's the way they talk to you or your kids or favour your partner or you or don't. Maybe it's the amount they drink. Maybe it's how they fit in with the food ideas for Christmas or how difficult they are about that. It could be anything, but any of the above have the propensity to make us feel angry. So if that person is to be included in your Christmas or your Christmas season, how can you manage you without being managed by them. Nearer Christmas, I'm going to do this in a little bit more detail, so stay tuned for that. But for now, I just want to give you enough empowerment to wonder whether you could in fact include that person, whether you could take that leap. One of the things that you can do is you can communicate with your own nuclear family. I mean, it's probably not helpful to sit the children down and say that you find Uncle Ted a cantankerous old bore. But you can let them know that as much as you love Christmas, sometimes you get a bit stressed. And let them feel empowered in that place. When you see me like that, I probably just need and let them know what it is. For some of you, it'll be a hug or some sort of presence. For others, it'll be space. You just need to step out of the room for a minute. It might be a drink. It might be a cup of tea. It might be a glass of wine. It might be come and help me in the kitchen or at least offer to help me. We can't throw Uncle Ted out, but we can work out what balances the scales a little. And our families can't be mind readers. When people are angry, it's very difficult to assess what their needs are. Even though you think you're being straightforward, people actually just kind of give you a bit of a wide berth because they really don't want to get it wrong. 
So it's good to let them know what helps you in moments like that so they don't feel helpless or worse still, guilty or burdened when they read your mood. And they will read your mood no matter how good you think you are at hiding it. So there are ways of sharing your needs, managing you and not managing Uncle Ted or whatever person he's metaphorically standing in for today. Another way is to manage your expectations. Nobody, but nobody has it all together. No matter what Instagram, Facebook or your friends make it look like, we all have moments that aren't perfect. Acknowledging as a family that there will be wonderful moments over Christmas and less than wonderful moments allows everybody to be less than perfect without feeling like complete failures. And then work out your routine and your iMessages. There are ways to keep your boundaries in place without managing others. Decide what feels important to you. And then when you've decided that, don't blame the kids for the things that feel important to you. What I mean by that is we often say, well, for the kids' sake, or I'm doing it for the kids. It's probably you that need the kids to experience it more than the kids need to experience it. So, for example, if you say, I'm going to manage this area of Christmas because that's what's right for the children, just bear in mind, you're probably saying, that's what makes me feel at peace. And it's okay. That's your gift of making Christmas fun for your kids, but acknowledge that it's quite possibly your needs that you're protecting, even if it looks like it's theirs. I'm sorry if that was hard to hear, but let's just look at some things that the kids actually don't give two hoots about. A perfect meal, the way the gifts are wrapped, grandma drinking too much, auntie Sophie not lifting a finger, cousin George being late, an in-law lavishing far too many or too expensive gifts on your kids. A relative giving measly gifts. That's your stuff. It's good stuff, but it's yours. So because it's yours, you can work out what to let go. Chat it through with your partner if you've got one. And both have a few things that might utterly clash with your values that you could be prepared to let go. Challenge each other. I mean, so long as they're not things that are a danger to you and your children. You know, if grandpa's giving away shotguns, draw the line. But see if there's something that you could just be a bit chilled about this Christmas, even though it matters to you. Manage your exposure. If you know that someone's going to do your head in, see how you can dilute them. Allow yourself to buck tradition and go for a little walk around the block at some point. Or put your head down for an hour. Or go to the car and scream. And if you've got enough people at this particular event... Nominate someone to entertain the said relative, someone whose buttons that they don't push quite as much as they do yours, or offer to do the same for your partner if the situation's in reverse. I love that movie, Night at the Museum, and you know the point where the night porter has a punch-up with the monkey and somebody comes along, can't remember who it is, and says, who's evolved? <laughs> I think it's such a good motto for Christmas Day. Who's evolved? Who can be the bigger person here? There are ways to put boundaries in. I realise that some people are very hard to hold in place, but we can chat about some ways to do that nearer Christmas. And as I say, nearer the time, I am going to do a bit more detail, so it'll be fresh in your mind and more imminently relevant. But I just wanted to give you enough today to remind you that you can be empowered, even in the presence of overpowering people. 
But moreover, that in the end, the most important thing in your life will be your relationships. When all else is stripped away, how connected we are to those that we love is what's going to determine the barometer of emotional well-being in your home, in your heart. And if you need to tolerate people to keep that intact, then be encouraged there are ways to model tolerance and relationship without eliminating people. And your kids will take this modelling into their relationships. It's not a maybe, it's a given. How they treat their friends, their relatives, their teachers and you will be learned in their formative years. What end do you have in mind for their character around relationships? It might be costly now, but it's well-spent tolerance in the long run. Let me know how that's landed for you. I love to know what you found useful or what you would find useful. It's great to receive feedback. It's what keeps me going. It's what helps me to feel that I'm part of a group of parents who want to raise emotionally healthy children in this crazy world. If you've got the book, you'll find lots more ideas in there of how to avoid jacking up your child's amygdala. If you haven't and you'd love a full colour, hard-backed book with parenting tools that's written so you can just pick up one page and change your day or dig into a whole chapter or the entire book, you'll love Parenting for Life. You'll find it on my website, which will also have the notes from today on if you'd like to see them in print and review it. It's called The Courageous Mama. Com. In fact, you'll find me everywhere on that. I'm on Instagram, I'm on the blog, I'm on the pod <laughs> and by email at gmail.com. And the link is in the show notes below if that's easier for you. So please, will you do me a favour and pop to the review section of the podcast and ping me some stars and a nice comment. I'd love it also if you shared this with a friend, someone that you know who would find it helpful. And I'll be back next week. <laughs>